hi everyone welcome to another exciting episode of voice of crypto's podcast where we get distinguished guests from the space to talk about all things crypto blockchain and web 3.0 today we have with us charlotte simmons she's a business coach and a web 3 branding specialist as well as the head of marketing for algorand she's also a freelance web 3 market advisor and lovely to have you on thank you thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to speak on your great podcast it's great to have you on. It's more of our honor, if anything. So before we start, could you give us like a brief introduction about yourself and what you're up to nowadays? Sure. Um, so I've got a background in mainly in marketing, uh, but working with fast growing uh, tech startups and originally in the Web2 space. Um, so when I graduated from university, I actually um, set up my own startup in the automotive industry raised some money through crowdfunding, went on a business accelerator and learned loads about the tech startup world and investment um, and just that general space, learned how to build a business myself, do the branding, do the marketing, do the sales, like kind of everything about business development. Um, did it for a year and a half and then actually decided to start working internally for other tech startups. Um, so I've always done like general marketing, uh, but mostly around like the organic community growth um, has always been a focus of mine. So I did that for like over 10 years working for other startups. Then I went freelance um, during COVID and actually got offered an opportunity to work for a blockchain accelerator. Um, it was Oasis, Oasis Accelerator. Um, and I did it with a friend who I'd worked with previously at an innovation agency um, a few years back. And that was my first introduction to the Web3 space. So I was doing the marketing for the accelerator. I was working with um, lots of different really cool Web3 startups, mentoring them um, through the 12 through the 12 weeks. And then after that, I worked at a marketing agency doing high level marketing campaigns for NFT product projects. And it was during the time when um, we were going through the, the time of the market where you could literally just have no business idea, have no um, kind of business background, but be an artist or a developer and launch an NFT collection, spend a load of money and, and basically sell out your collection. So it's during that time. And then the dip when kind of all of that stopped um, was when I was working for them. And I was there and I was realizing that actually so much about this type of marketing is really important to be focusing on the organic community growth which is what I've always been really passionate about but I just wasn't seeing it whilst I was working at the agency um, because we were just throwing a load of money at influencers um, and kind of fake accounts to to create that hype so that the, the collection would sell out but obviously it's not sustainable um, doing the marketing um, and yeah that's where I am now so I do part-time Algorand Accelerator and I work part-time as well doing business coaching for um, small businesses and startups with a marketing focus, but just also just general business growth and introduction to Web3 as well. Mm -hmm. Actually, I did read a little bit about the Accelerator bit. Uh, well, I was doing a little bit of research before this. So I was just kind of like uh, looking all of that up and it was a really fun read i got to see everything and it was a, it was a really interesting honestly kind of like timeline and everything but i didn't kind of want to get into so with all that experience and everything else i wanted to ask so tips for creators or influencers or independent uh, people who are working in this space or as well maybe small time businesses how do you kind of how can they probably achieve personal branding in the space how do they kind of get into get around that what were what would be tips that you kind of give that you'd probably give them? Sure. So 
I've spent, um, so I've spent the last year really building up my personal brand in the Web3 space. For me as a marketer, I saw a real like gap in the Web3 market as a marketer, especially a female marketer as well, because when I first joined the Web3 space, it was very male dominated, not a lot of women and barely any any marketers. So everyone would see me and be like, oh, you're, I don't really come across like many marketers in Web3, mainly people are developers or um you know, like there just wasn't many, like there was more technical people than marketing and creative. Um, so that immediately, I immediately stood out because of that. And then I thought, this is obviously such a growing industry. This is the future of the internet. So let me focus all my time and effort on building my own network and community in this space for my personal branding. Um, so I did that by following like all the key people on LinkedIn who I saw were talking about Web3. So by following them, connecting with and connecting with them, I was also learning from them. All of the all of the education that I've had about Web3 was completely self-taught through learning from other people. I haven't I never read a book about blockchain or NFTs. I never like did a course or anything. I literally just learned from everybody else um, as it was happening on the ground um and so that's really helped me build up my own personal branding because once I was learning off other people I was then writing my own content um carving out a niche for myself in the industry and just building my own like really good network and so it got to a point where I would say write a LinkedIn post and I would I would tell my network okay if you're wanting to learn about the web three space here's who you should be following and tag all of the people who I thought were really relevant in the space and then they would start doing the same for me and then I got added to content um like linkedin content creators groups on telegram and whatsapp and every time we post someone posted a post we would all um the community in that group would all repost it or comment and like it so that we would help each other get the engagement and then naturally um my own following grew and i was part of those communities i was also part of a women in blockchain community that are based in london well actually based like globally now um which is run by a lady called Lavinia she's amazing like she's trying to get um like trying to onboard loads of women into the space um and she's she's been like really supportive so just building that network over time has helped me naturally grow my personal brand in the space mm. community is a really big thing in web3 from whatever i've seen <laughs> and and what i want to ask actually from what you just mentioned now um since web3 is kind of almost so new is there like a lot of niches that can be taken advantage of and do you and probably the next question i have after that if you uh if i could ask that too is is this sort of is web3 also kind of a research to kind of have like a proper term of equality kind of like to have like something where everybody can kind of kind of fight for like their own way kind of like uh it's kind of like a restart button or like a reset button i'm kind of just like everybody having like a proper voice do you think that too 100 percent. so i think like you mentioned before web3 is so much about community and so that's why i love it so much when i joined this web3 space i was like oh these are my people like they're all community focused people they all are about the organic growth and the collaboration and co-creation that's what this whole um web3 like philosophy and mindset is about um so when i connected with people i was like these really are my people and there's kind of groups for everything um within the space you just you find your people and i think that it is possible for you to carve out your own niche in the space because we're so early and that's why I want to help marketers especially like enter the space because it's possible to 
start from scratch, like have your voice, but have a real niche so early. For instance, I'm focusing on personal branding in Web3 and wanting to help founders um, or small business owners in the Web3 space or or employees who work at larger corporations, for instance, like a recruitment firm, helping the Web3 recruitment companies, employees find their own personal branding in the web three space because uh, personal branding is so key to so many different businesses and especially in web three when it comes to transparency um and the human side of the business especially in because there's so many scams and fraud that's happened in the space and people are that bit more wary of it having your a strong personal brand is so key um so for me I was like, okay, well, Web3, I can start from scratch with the SEO. If I'm writing loads of content on personal branding Web3, I'm going to come up higher on Google because not many people are, to- are talking about that. Um, so if you've got a particular vertical in any like industry and you're wanting to move it into Web3 and you're writing a lot of content, you're going to naturally come up higher on Google because not many people are talking about that subject. Um, and then, yeah, just creating your your own communities in the space um, and finding your people. What I've also noticed, I don't know if this will change. It probably will over time, but people aren't competitive. Um, the people that I've come across are very much like, you know, we can't have all the clients. So let's help each other get business um, rather than, oh, these are my clients. You can't go, don't go near them and um, kind of keep everything a bit shady. People are very open to that collaboration and partnership. It's very key in this space. Because like from whenever I like open up the web three or whenever I go through everything or something like that, there's always like collaborations everywhere to see. So yeah. mm-hmm. now to also ask is like through social media, like where you have to interact with maybe creators or something like that. Is LinkedIn usually a good place to start off with? Like you mentioned that you started off from there. Or are mm-hmm. there any other social media that you could actually do that? Is Twitter an option as well or is LinkedIn always the better option there? So I think it depends on the business. Um, Again, like with any business that you're setting up, it's where your target market are. Web3 is very much on Twitter, um, especially for like NFT collections, artists, um, like, so it depends on the type of like person you're wanting to connect with. LinkedIn is the more professional side of Web3. And I get a lot of, like for me, I find it for educational purposes, like I learn the most through LinkedIn when I'm when I'm wanting to learn about Web3 you do get a you do get a lot of people kind of posting about the same things but if you're following the right people it's so great for education Twitter is a lot more like community focused like um kind of praising each other and showing off like say if you've got an NFT collection you're doing those partnerships and collaborations and kind of bigging each other up and being part of that community um you find that on Twitter and also there's the Twitter spaces which are key as well so people and you know you might have your part of your network on LinkedIn but you also might then be doing Twitter spaces so like it, I think it's about having both like both are important just for different different reasons um I know that some some NFT collections also use Instagram I did the only thing with um Instagram and Twitter is there are a lot of bot accounts there's so much there's so mm-hmm. much that's fake on there and I know when I was working at the marketing agency it was very difficult to determine who was the t- traffic that you were driving if the if their community was real or fake and and if that engagement was real or fake because there's a lot of fakeness like on those platforms and that all gets a lot of that gets driven into discord as well um which is why so many people like anti discord because so much of it is fake so i think it's just about being really 
clever with the platforms that you're using and really true to being organic and authentic on those platforms to create those real communities because you don't need all these sanitary metrics you don't need to have thousands and thousands of followers actually that's a bit off-putting now and for me when I'm looking to join a community I'm looking to join smaller communities of much more engaged people that I can really learn from rather than just you know joining a community of thousands and thousands where you actually don't have that quality mm-hmm. and in terms of scams how do you um maybe for someone who's really new into the space how do you like interpret what is a scam what isn't a scam how because like if someone's really new into the space they're like oh oh like hell like a web3 this is interesting as hell i want to get in this and then they're like oh wait it was a scam the whole time do you know what? It's really difficult with NFT collections. And I think it is so much about research. Again, it is how you're entering the space because NFT NFTs is just one part of Web3. Um, and I found that when I was very heavily involved in that space, it was difficult to determine whether this was a flipping a situation where people were just buying the nfts at a low price and then flipping them the next day or two days later for a really high profit and i i only really was aware of it because i was so involved in in every aspect of it and i think if you're going into the space it's just very much about doing a lot of research um connecting with a lot like especially if you're going to buy your first nft for me i bought my first nft purely out of just experimentation um so I found a uh I was on Twitter and I was searching for like women empowerment nfts because that was just something I'm like interested in came across this collection I went into their discord it seemed to be very like people were engaged they were very community focused everybody was chatting like playing games and it felt real like I could feel that um the founder was very transparent about who she was and what she was trying to achieve with her business and I think with NFTs collections it is very much like um investing in a startup you know if you're if you've done your research on who the owner of the project is um you know their background you know how much you know what they're trying to do with their business you can see their roadmap um that's the type of nft that i would look to buy rather than one that's just being shouted about by everybody um, and has got a load of hype thousands and thousands of followers because when you see those high number metrics and you see that everybody's talking about something it's most likely especially on twitter that it's a like a flipping situation where people are literally just buying to sell um to raise the floor price so yeah it's just about doing your research Mm -hmm. and so we kind of went into the startup bit now i kind of wanted to ask more in like uh in youtube with like startups or something like that right what are like projects or something that you've looked at maybe recently and now we're in the new year happy 2023 everyone but uh what are like some startups that are or anything else in the web3 space or whatever that you're kind of excited to look at that's maybe coming up or that's already there but something that you're excited to look at yeah so I think so some of the startups that I'm working with um like through the accelerator are they're more the ones that I'm really excited about are the ones that are more like traditional web two businesses that are then bridging the gap into web three and helping with that mass adoption so they might be um you know like focused on sustainability um and have a platform for people to like crowdfund um 
corporate social responsibility like programs and they're they're using crypto or they're using the web3 audience to kind of bridge that gap and kind of providing it the option for both um or there's another one again like helping with like the traceability of uh supply chain like food 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 produce uh but using the blockchain to track all of the um stock and helping like businesses and um or like farmers get loans from bit from banks because they've got the blockchain to track to track and show the traceability of like all of the supply chain stock so it's like those types of businesses that are traditional like companies that are doing something like that are solving a problem but they're using the blockchain or the web3 technology to show the authenticity and the traceability um and, and you know making it making it easier for people and helping with that mass adoption when people don't really realize that they're kind of being onboarded um those are the types of companies that i'm i'm personally really excited about because it's just those are the ones that are going to change the way that we do things I find it really interesting how like some Web3 companies will kind of delve into like something that at first you may not think is kind of involved in the Web3 space, like which is in the physical world, some, well, like traditionally, right? And you wouldn't imagine it kind of being involved. Like you mentioned farmers or something like that. And yeah. like that, like at first you wouldn't think it would make sense, but it kind of perfectly makes sense in how it could be all mo modernized and just would you kind of think like this is sort of like a whole new type of industrial revolution sort of? Yeah, it's literally the new internet. Like we, I think people don't realize that with Web3 technology, um, this is literally going to, it's the future of the internet. It's the next, it's like evolving. So um, p companies are, in every industry are incorporating this technology for us that we don't even realize. So you know, even like Starbucks, how they're onboarding like masses of people through their NFT loyalty point system. It's just their usual, like their their card that they've always had, their loyalty card, but they've got it as their NFTs, digital assets, but they're not calling them digital assets. Like, sorry, they're not calling them NFTs. They're calling them like digital stars. So people don't realize that they're collecting NFTs, but they are, and they're using the Web3 technology, but they don't know. So over time, so like over the next three years, five years, everybody will be using this tech, but they just won't realize that they're using it. And that's when we'll have moved into the next like internet. <laughs> so it's kind of like, uh, oh, I lost my thought for a second there, but like it's, it's honestly kind of like everybody's kind of getting involved more into it and like nobody realizes it. And what I find kind of interesting in that space is like everyone, has no idea what's going on. No, nobody still really understands Web3. I'm talking like maybe the general public. Yeah. So maybe how would you explain it to them? Because a lot of people still don't understand it. They still think it's like some weird type of a uh, whole uh, weird thing, like that you need VR goggles or something like that, or you need computer programming and you don't really need all that much. Everything is becoming so simple the way that you don't even like really need to focus on programming to fully understand everything. But how would yeah. you like... Mm -hmm. Sorry. Sorry. So I was gonna. Sorry. So yeah. So I was gonna say like with Web three te technology, again, it like it is the next phase of the internet. So how we had um okay. So like the Web one was kind of read like and, and ed educate. So you mm -hmm. might use Google to search for something and just reading that content. Then Web two is like when all the social media platforms came about. So you're like reading. You're you can write back. You're interacting, and you have that like two way thing. And then with Web three. It's um, the reading, the writing, the interaction, but it's also about the ownership and the decentralization. So it's the own 
ownership of your data, like seeing seeing everything is kind of tracked and you've got like the authentication because it's it's all being traced and, and tracked on the blockchain. So you can see see things like with the blockchain, it's basically like a Google spreadsheet. You can add information to it, but it can't be removed. So you could see the whole life lifeline of, um, for instance, a bag, say you bought a, a Prada. So Prada have just um, started documenting their um, used bags that they're selling um the pre-loved bags on the blockchain so you, if if i bought a secondhand prada bag i'd be able to see the history of that bag and know that it is a real prada bag rather than a fake one that someone like a counterfeit mm -hmm. product product um so yeah it's about the own it's about ownership of your data as well so i i remember when i was working at the oasis blockchain there was a company that a web3 company startup that was creating a system where you could have all of say like your medical um history medical data in like an nf in the the was the data of the nft mm -hmm. and you mm -hmm. could sell some of that data to like an insurance company but you could keep some of it back so you could actually earn money from the data that you were you were selling not someone else was selling um and that's where the decentralization comes in so yeah the next phase of the internet is very much about security data ownership decentralization um and and creating as well mm -hmm. now another question that kind of deviates from this is like how important do you think are regulations in Web3 and crypto? It's like, is it like almost too, is it like too free of a space or do you think like maybe it's okay as it is or do you think like it needs like some type of uh, imposed restrictions built into it in a way? So I, th I get, I, I've had this question like quite asked quite a few times on like different, in different places. And I think when it comes to regulation, because I've actually met with quite a few um, like crypto lawyers at different like networking events that I've um, have been at and with, the because there is so little regulation because it is so early, it, but it is the same as what it was like with like the new, the web two internet when all the social media platforms came about, regulation will happen naturally as and when things happen. Um, and I do think it's quite difficult to kind of preempt what could happen and kind of put regulations around it. Um, it, so it will just evolve like as and when things happen because I was even watching a program on Netflix a few months ago about the guy who set up that revenge porn website and there was no regulations around him I don't know if you saw it but he created this like whole website and was ruining people's lives of have uploading people uploading revenge porn onto this website and it was there was no regulation around it at all it was like the early stages of um like social media like the social media time and obviously regulations got put in like after that situation had happened and I think that's going to happen a lot with web3 there's always going to be people who are pushing the boundaries and trying to you know make loads of money or do or do things that are a bit different when there's no regulations but then those regulations will come in when situations happen and I, I obviously there should be regulations but I just don't see how that is able to happen without situations happening first if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's kind of like a since space since space is so new, you kind of need those regulations to kind of happen after the fact because you don't know what can happen exactly, right? Exactly, but mm -hmm. regulations will come into place, and there's so many. Like I've met a lot of um, lawyers who are dealing with situations that have come up in the in the Web three space. Um, so they're like they're on it, and situations are being resolved, but it's an evolution of that of those regulations, I think. Now, uh, now I did kind of want to ask in terms of like we mentioned education a fair bit in the earlier 
part of this podcast, I kind of want to ask, like, maybe for people who are younger, maybe people in high school or secondary or like primary school, we already do kind of go into programming for a few courses or something like that. Do you think Web3 would come in as a type in a curriculum in like maybe the future? Uh, yeah, I, and I, it should it should for sure because <laughs> like there's such a huge opportunity in this space um, that anybody who's anybody who's looking for a, a job or coming out of um, like higher education, if you're struggling to kind of know what to look at, like Web three in general, there's so many job opportunities coming up. There's so many training. There's so much education. Actually, be so so much ahead of the game if you do invest your time in learning about it. So like for me, uh, we were saying before we started recording that I spent like a good year really learning about the Web3 space, building my connections, learning, learning about it through what other people are writing. And I went from the end, end of um, not last year, but the year before, not knowing what blockchain was to a year later um, speaking at a conference in London about bridging the gap between blockchain and NFTs purely on my own education that I'd done for the over the past year of actually working in the space learning from others and just being really just seeing that there's so much of an opportunity and really carving out a niche for myself in the space and anybody can do that it just you just have to have the incentive like you know your own willpower to stick with it and see that there is the future and it's not just oh yeah it's going to go and you know it's a it's a hype at the moment and then it will be gone like this is here to stay um so it's really important to to educate yourself on it if if you want to kind of stay ahead of the game mm -hmm. i can definitely imagine like a levels or something to do with like uh web3 or crypto and i can definitely picture it now in like high school <laughs> so i can yeah. definitely i i can see i can see it but i can also see people hit like not either having the best time of their lives learning it or like they're like ah oh, oh crap exams <laughs> that's the thing as well because when you think about businesses now like they're hiring you know heads of metaverse or mm -hmm. heads of web3 heads head of nft campaign like they're, they're hiring these roles now and if you think back to however many years ago is it when social media marketing wasn't even a, a role at a company mm -hmm. it was a new thing and that became you know a whole department like web3 will be a department of businesses um it will involve the tech it will involve the marketing it will involve the law like it will involve ev involve everything so now's the time to learn mm -hmm. so when we're so now that we're talking about learning and everything else what do you think is that future of crypto web3 and everything like that how do you think that evolves because i know the way how I kind of see it, it goes into everyday tasks. We kind of mm -hmm. did touch on that a bit, but how does it kind of go from there? What do you think is that we know probably how it might become and how it is now, but what do you think is going to, yeah. how do you think that in-between bridge between that is going to be like? Uh, so I see a lot of experimentation happening and that's going to be the key to the, the general like mass adoption. So you it will be all the big brands. So when you when you look at all of the big brands now, like they're all experimenting with Web3 technology, you know, like Tiffany, Tiffany and co had the NFT marketing campaign that they did with the CryptoPunks. Um, and that was their first like step into the Web3 space that was successful it depends on how you see success but for them they made a huge amount of money in a very short space of time from doing that so that was their experiment you've got 
Hugo Boss experimenting by partnering and doing like mental health campaigns. So all these, and obviously Starbucks doing their loyalty cards. You've got all of these companies, especially automotive as well, are doing so much in the Web3 space. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of these companies that are experimenting and testing things out are paving the way for other companies to then do the same. And so there'll be, you know, some failures, some big wins, um, and they'll onboard people into the space. And then when it becomes starts becoming the norm, obviously more businesses will start experimenting and trying things out and seeing what's worked and using those those techniques rather than what hasn't worked and eventually just it will just become a natural part of like every day businesses will be using blockchain technology and it will just become this is just the next software or the next way of this this new tech um just like when everybody got onboarded to, to google uh google suite and was using google sheets instead of um word like it, you know it's just be a natural a natural evolution um over time i don't know how long it will take when i think about some of my friends who who literally don't have a clue about anything that i'm talking about I'm like it will take them probably 10 years <laughs> to be using this technology but like it will be a natural evolution and we won't even realize it's happening the normal the, the average person won't realize it's happening mm-hmm. i kind of picture like a sort of thing you like how my mom is with, with phones and all she has no yeah. idea what's going on i can kind of picture like maybe some people in this generation are going to or maybe some who don't adapt or some who do they'll kind of be like that with a little bit of web3 but mm-hmm. we probably can't adapt but i can still picture it and i kind of find it funny in my head maybe some people may find it hard to adapt or some people will it's kind of that right definitely and i think like it's all a lot of what I'm saying is just a very very entrepreneurial environment at the moment and that's why I I love it so much because I've always worked with tech startups for my whole career seeing that this is the next evolution of entrepreneurial people who are building um, and experimenting and creating these this new technology that will change the way that we live and work over the course of the next however many years Um, but so I'm heavily involved in the space but then other people might just be working for a business who might say, oh, actually, today we're going to do one of our events in the metaverse and go and use spatial and, and do an event in there. And that might just be what they do with Web3 technology, but not really realizing it's Web3. It's just a more immersive version of virtual reality. So it's just people will just kind of come across it as and when, and then it will naturally just become more and more normal, I think. So now we're going to, so now we went through a plenty bit of stuff. Now I kind of want to almost end like this uh, interview with some rapid fire questions. All right. Okay. So it'll kind of go like this or that or yes or no or like something okay. like that, right? So it'll just be kind of like a fun game to wrap up the interview, kind of just have some fun with it, right? Sure. First, first thing that comes in your head. All right. First one, fiat or crypto? Fiat. <laughs> All right. Second, <laughs> NFT or metaverse? Oh God, these are hard. Um, <laughs> NFT. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say they'd be easy. I did say that they would be fun. <laughs> third, third one. Bitcoin or Ethereum? Ethereum. Mm. So, are NFTs worth investing? Are NFTs worth inve- investing? Did you say? Yep. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Should mm. crypto be taxed? Should it, sorry, should it be what? Should crypto be taxed? I don't understand your question. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, I just didn't understand. <laughs> okay. Should crypto in general like be taxed? What do you mean taxed? Taxed. Taxed. Oh, tax. Sorry. <laughs> I'll uh, say the I question have, again, then I'll answer it properly. <laughs> I have a little bit of a list. So sometimes it's no, 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 I just couldn't hear. Ask me it again, and then I'll answer it quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Should crypto be taxed? Yes. <laughs> Sports or music concerts on the metaverse? Pick anyone. Music. Mm. Is metaverse a disruptive innovation? Yes. Should the ed education interest should the education industry flock to the metaverse? Yes. And that's kind of all the rapid fire questions we got. <laughs> Which was... I didn't do very well with that. <laughs> oh, it was grand. We had fun. So it was it was lovely to have you on today, and it was an amazing talk. I definitely learned a lot. I definitely think viewers are going to learn a lot. And before we close off, for a few more things that I just do want to wrap up with. First, any closing thoughts on your end uh, that you want to tell your that you want to tell our viewers or anything else? Um, I just think if you can try, if you if you aren't really sure about what Web three is, and you've got in, you've got that interest, like definitely just try and research as much as you can and learn from the people who are already in the in the sector, um, because it is such a community focused space right now um and i hope it will always be that way but it's such a great opportunity to get in there learn from others everybody is so supportive um they do want to help like everybody i meet wants to help onboard more people into the space so if you've got that interest and you're like an opportunist or an entrepreneurial type person who can really see that opportunity um it's really the time to do it and yeah feel free to connect with me and then i can tell you who else um in the space is good to connect with who will help be able to help um but yeah it's definitely the right time to to start exploring well you heard that folks and now a final thing is now at voice of crypto we kind of have a little bit of a tradition for the podcast so we kind of believe that everybody has a voice and that's the reason why we're named the voice of crypto and everyone should have a voice. So could you please tell our viewers that you are the voice of crypto? Okay. I am the voice of crypto. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> All right. Bye everyone. Oh, thank you.